Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of WFI Tax Talk. I'm Andy Bautista, one of the tax partners here at Wright Ford Young Company, and joining me today is my tax partner, Richard Huffman. Today, we will be discussing an update on potential law changes under the Biden administration. This episode is actually an update to episode six podcast, as we have some new developments since Biden issued his green book with potential tax law increases. We're going to start off talking about individual tax law changes. The first one being ordinary income tax rates. Under current law, there's a maximum of 37% maximum rate. Under the proposed law, that would increase to 39.6 maximum rate for taxpayers making more than $400,000 per year. The next potential tax increase would be for long-term capital gains. So those would be for assets that are sold that are held for more than one year. Under current law, there's a maximum federal rate of 20%. Under the proposed law, that would increase to the ordinary income tax rate of 396 for taxpayers with over a million dollars of income, including the capital gain. So basically a 20% tax increase over current law. The challenge on this one is that under Biden's Green Book, he's proposing a potential date as early as announcement, which would be April uh, of 2021, which would basically be a retroactive tax increase. This was to prevent a mass sell-off of assets if the capital gains rate increase would be in 2022. So we're watching this one closely. We still think it would likely be in 2022 effective, but we just don't know at this point. The next potential increase is for estate taxes. Under current law, there's an $11 million exemption with a 40% estate tax rate for the amount above that, along with a full step up in tax basis upon date of passing. Under proposed law, it would go back down to a $3.5 million exemption with a 45% tax rate with the potential to eliminate the step up in tax basis. Uh, there may be some exclusions for family businesses and farmers, but that is to be determined. Again, we're looking at a potential effective date of 2022. I'm now going to turn it over to Richard to talk about some potential uh, business tax increases. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, I just want to mention real quickly on the long-term capital gains rate, even though the proposal's at 39.6%, we're thinking more than likely it'll probably end up between 25 to 30%, uh, just because that's where we've seen the support being. And then also for estate taxes, you know, these proposals, um, we're not sure if there's going to be enough support for that to go through since, you know, the current law is going to sunset at the end of 2025. So it's going to go back to 3.5 million at that point. So the it might not be worth it for them to uh, make the change at this point. So moving forward to business taxes. So the C-Corp income tax rate is currently at 21%. And the proposal is to move that rate up to 28%. And, uh, you, know, you know, there's been some back and forth on that rate as well. And we're thinking it might end up, you know, maybe closer to 25%. And next is the qualified business income deduction, which is for the pass-through businesses. And under current law, you get a 20% deduction for that, that income that passes through. Under the proposed law is that they would uh, end that rule for um, those making more than 400000 And they would also expand it because there's certain uh, businesses that are excluded from this deduction and they would allow those to take it. There is a, another item to note for pass-through businesses that just happened recently under California law. And that's where the state and local tax you know, there was a cap at $10,000 for individuals. And, you know, if you have a C-Corp, then you could deduct those state taxes. But if you're an individual of a business, a pass-through business that passes through to you, then you get limited on those business taxes. So California did issue a new law where you could elect to pay part of that tax at the entity level and receive the state tax deduction. So there's going to be a tremendous planning opportunity this year to elect that payment at the entity level to take advantage of this deduction. So just something to keep in mind that's 
that's not part of the Biden tax law change, but something that's actually law now in California. So uh, moving back to the tax law changes, you know, next is the like-kind exchange. So there's uh, been the proposal to uh, only allow like-kind exchanges for real property gain deferrals up to a million dollars. And above that amount, you know, the like-kind exchange would be off the table and uh, investors would have to pay the tax on the gain. So there's been a lot of pushback in, in this arena because like-kind exchanges has been around for a long time, especially, you know, small businesses and farmers. They might provide an exemption for them or they this just might not happen because there's not enough support. Uh, next I want to talk about is depreciation. You know, the current law could accelerate and write off a lot of fixed assets that you place in service, you know, even, you know, certain uh, improvements to property. You know, under the proposed law, there's no changes. They're, they're going to leave it as is. So, so that's something that you don't need to be concerned about. And uh, as for planning, you know, some items to consider for these tax law changes would be, you know, accelerating income into the current year uh, to pay tax at the lower rates before they go up. You could also defer deductions and you could look at your accounting method. You know, if you're paying tax on the cash or accrual method, you could look at it. if you switch methods, is that going to help you to accelerate income? You could also look at depreciation methods, you know, if you have asset acquisitions, you know, in the past we would want to write it off right away, but you could elect out of that and spread that over many years. So that's something you might want to look at as well as, you know, for capital gains, you know, if, cap if like kind of exchange is still available and the capital gains rates go up, then you might consider exchanging property instead of selling it. You could also consider, you know, the opportunity zones, which are still in effect. Uh, so there's a lot of different planning opportunities to consider to help take advantage of these uh, law changes. I'm going to turn it back over to Andy. Is there any other planning ideas that you have, Andy? Yeah, another one that I can think of, Richard, would be uh, for those who do not want to recognize capital gains, if they're going to be subject to this, this large increase from, say, 20% to 39.6% would be to avoid selling assets. And, but if they need cash flow, it would be to borrow against their securities account, borrowing against their real estate. Uh, interest rates are low. So that may be a way to get some cash flow, but uh, to avoid recognizing a capital gain by selling assets also. In addition to the potential tax increases that we just discussed, uh, there will also be some uh, revenue raises considered to narrow the tax gap, the amount that's actually collected, uh, tax that are collected from taxpayers. So through tax enforcement and compliance, the Internal Revenue Service is looking to increase their budget to hire revenue agents. So we expect there will be more audits, uh, as well as uh, taking a look at uh, multi-tiered partnerships, cryptocurrency transactions, captive insurance companies, as well as conservation easements. Uh, we're expecting uh, greater audit rates and enforcement on those transactions. Okay, well, thank you, Richard, for your insights. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of WFI Tax Talk. If you'd like to learn more about this topic or about our firm, please visit our website at cpa-wfy.com or follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you.